Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You are now tuned to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome to Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Pop up at our spot, and I'm on your way, go. We ain't been airwaves. Cool. They be watching us, we so prosperous, ain't no stopping us, ain't no topping us, they be watching us, we so prosperous. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot on tonight's show, but first, this is Nas and DJ Khaled with Nas Album Done, only on Maximum FM. Yeah. Yo, what up? This is JD Aaron. Right about now, you're listening to Maximum FM Hip Hop. Blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Once again, that was Nas and DJ Khaled with Nas' album, Done. Uh, we have a lot to get into tonight's show, but once again, it is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio, in case you ain't already know. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Indeed, indeed. Tell a friend to tell a friend because we're on the airways right now and we have a lot to get to, man. Um, at about the 845 mark, I got my man Brooks coming live in studio. We're going to discuss a whole lot of things. Also, we got to talk about what's happening with the game Meek Mill situation so far, how it's transpired. We got to talk about the new Luke Cage series that came on Netflix today. But before I get into all of that, man, y'all know I got some stuff to get off of my chest, man. So with that being said, I think it's time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Yeah, 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 most definitely. So, with all this talk about, you know, Game and Meek Mill happening right now, I was thinking about a whole bunch of other things as well, man. We had the beef between Drake and Joe Budden earlier this summer as well. And then we also had the beef with Drake and Meek Mill last summer. So, it got me asking myself, are the real rap beefs back? Like, are we actually getting feuds on wax back is it gonna be a situation where we're actually gonna have rappers feeding with each other on the mic rather than you know people sending out subliminal tweets and all that other stuff i think it's good for the game man because i like the fact that first and foremost you know this generation they learn from the mistakes of tupac and biggie you know as far as you know putting violence into the whole situation and not doing that going forward but at the same time you know you have a few talented rappers that you'd want to kind of see in a battle situation or because we always have these conversations of you know what if Kendrick battled uh, Joey Badass or something like that for example so why not actually have that you know I know a lot of these people they want to like connect and network with each other and all that stuff and that's all cool that's all cool but at the same time there's nothing wrong with flexing some lyrical muscle because at the end of the day that's how hip-hop was built basically that's one of the foundations of hip-hop you know the whole battling aspect you know not everyone has to do it but it would be nice to see some rappers do it because at the end of the day people can get a little too friendly sometimes or they may say something subliminally but they don't say it direct so people want to know like are you really talking about this guy why not actually just say it verbatim rather than just saying oh no i don't really say anything about that how you interpret the lyric because we all know that's bs we all know that you stuck in that little subliminal line for him just so 
just to see if he could bite on it. So why not give the people what they want? Like we all know for like the last, let's say like four or five years that Drake and Jay-Z have been sending subliminal shots at each other. They'll never be direct about it, but we all know that they're sneak dissing each other whenever they have the opportunity to do it. So why not just let it be known that you guys are actually getting at each other? You know, like 50 Cent, for example, he was very direct with this distance back in the day. He would let people know, yo, I'm dissing you. What are you going to do about it? So why don't we get that right now? You know, like I get it. People want to be all buddy, buddy. But like there are people that you connect with or network with. And there are people that you can actually be friends with. Right. And half these people, they kind of they try to blur the line sometimes. And we all know that it ain't what it seems. I mean, look at Drake and Meek Mill, for example. Drake took Meek Mill on his first ever national tour. And then five years later, this guy's out, you know, dissing one another. You know, people are getting busy with their Twitter fingers, as they say, and all that stuff. So why not just let it be direct, you know? Um, and then not only let it be direct, but let it be good. You know, we don't want another situation where we're going to have, like, someone just spitting out hot garbage because we actually want to hear some meaningful lyrics. Like we want to hear some truth in those lyrics as well. Like how much relevance does that lyric have, you know, in this entire ordeal as to why you guys are beefing with one another. So I am not mad at the fact that, you know, rap beef is kind of making a slow comeback. As long as they just keep it all on wax, I'm cool with that. Like the situation with Beanie Siegel getting snuffed in the face or something like that, that was unnecessary. That's that's a no-no right there. And we'll get into that later on the show. But overall, I want to see people going at it like it's like the final round in a boxing or MMA match. I want to see verbal blood, basically. Um, do you guys agree with me? Do y'all disagree? Hit me up on Twitter at GM underscore cool and let me know your thoughts. Uh, Coming up after the commercial break, I got my man Brooks in studio. We're going to talk a whole bunch of things that happened to him within the last four years up until what's happening with him right now and a whole bunch of other things in between. But before we get to that, we got some more music to get to. This is coming from my man Devo and this is called We Get Live only on Cool Radio. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Once again, you're now tuned into MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. As I'm adjusting my mic, there we go. I think we're all set. All right, sweet. So, as promised, man, I got my guest for tonight's festivities. So, uh, this one's a very important one to me in particular because of the fact that I've known this guy ever since elementary school. And we've been grinding for the longest time as far as, you know, getting out our dreams and what have you. Um, about four years ago, he went through a horrific, you know, incident which almost took his life. And uh, it actually happened four years ago to this day, which is why we scheduled the interview for this day so that he can be in depth with it and discuss as to what happened and why he's thankful that he's still alive to this day doing what he was born to do on this earth which is to make music basically uh he's very charismatic very humorous individual um and definitely one of the best kept secrets in toronto and technically in new york as well because he comes by way of new york via toronto as well ladies and gentlemen from toronto to ny i got my man brooks in the building brooks what up what up give it up y'all give it up give it up yeah well, definitely what up man yo it's a pleasure to be here. Man. Yeah, appreciate it. It's an honor to have you here, man. At long last, man. Yes. So um, we we gotta talk, man, because it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute since I last seen you. Uh, it's been a minute since we uh, last got to hear some like fresh music from you. So like, what have you been up to lately as far as the music grind goes? As far as the music, I've been working on a collaborative project with Visions, one of um, a new producer who ha- has been on the team for a while, mm-hmm. but he just um, started making beats for like the past year and a half, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. and um, we actually, we finished recording the mm-hmm. project, we're just working on the features, and um, 
actually finished one of the singles mm-hmm. um, recently, and I'm working on that. I'm also working on an EP I'm planning on dropping at the end of the year mm-hmm. called 16 in the 6, mm-hmm. and it's with the whole situation, 2016, being in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And um, I released a few promo singles for that, mm-hmm. and a few other things on the side, working on little features for people, and you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's up, what I'm man. working on right now. Yeah. So let me ask you something, man. Like, yes, you've yes. been, you are born in Toronto, yes. raised in New York, Brooklyn specifically, yes. and you spent time back and forth yes. between the two cities. So what would you say the, uh, the hip-hop structure is like? In Toronto, as opposed to New York, since you've already been there, that's that's a great question. Um, I, that's a that's a question that I've been even battling myself because mm-hmm. I've, I've a lot of people ask me that question mm-hmm. when I'm in Brooklyn. They ask me about Toronto, and mm-hmm. obviously, like um, if you look at artists like Drake and Tory Lanez and um, The Weeknd and Justin mm-hmm. Bieber, mm-hmm. it helped you know put the city on the map. So people, I feel like. People um, pay more attention to Toronto as of now. Mm-hmm. I think the main the main difference to me, I feel, is the is the the the, the competitiveness. Mm-hmm. I think it's so much more in New York only because only because of the the popularity. Mm-hmm. Like, um, not even the popularity. I'm sorry, the population is yeah. so much in New York. Mm-hmm. There's so many people in New York, not just musicians, but mm-hmm. Fashion designers, like there's so much other things going on mm-hmm. that is so competitive in New York. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you definitely have to stand out, or like they say, is who you know. You exactly. know, so it's like a lot of. I I feel that it's thriving out here in Toronto. It's something new, mm-hmm. like with the new artists I mentioned. So yeah. it's something that's a little bit, you know. Even though right now in New York we signed a few um, indie artists mm-hmm. recently. Shout out to like Dave East mm-hmm. and Designer who just signed deals and yeah. Don Q and artists like that, but mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, definitely. I heard about the JV signing today, actually. Uh, Def Jam, so that's one of Nas's artists, actually. Mm-hmm. So I haven't got a chance to listen to him, but like, I'm curious though. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But definitely though. So, uh, let me ask you then, um, what made you fall in love with hip hop? Like, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with the story, but like, yes. in case to the people who don't know, like, what made you want to get into hip hop? What made me want to get into hip hop? Um, I I feel like it wasn't something that I planned. It was mm-hmm. just something that I l- enjoyed doing, mm-hmm. and I just was getting a lot of compliments about it. Mm-hmm. And I've just been given opportunities, like people inviting me in, like in their house to record and you know, s- situations like that. Mm-hmm. And I just continued doing it until I started realizing that you know this is what you know I'm meant to do. Mm-hmm. And it, I was. It was just fun, mm-hmm. and then it just became something serious. Absolutely. So, I, I, of course, I was inspired by artists like we all are. So, mm-hmm. I was, the inspiration was there. Definitely. And, and one of the things that, you know, us, you know, as Canadians, like when we're watching, like, BET or MTV, mm-hmm. we always listen to the artists who talk about, like, the environments that they grew up in, like how it's rough, how they had to watch out for stick-up kids, the pimps, the hustlers, and all that stuff like that. Yeah. And sometimes we try to figure out, you know, what is real and what is fake between all of that. Okay. Um, but four years ago, you kind of got a taste of the real, unfortunately, as far as, like, the yes. uh, the struggle that goes on within the hood, so to speak. Yes. So, you know, with that being said, can you tell us, you know, the incident that happened to you four years ago? All right, no problem. Well, um, I understand what you mean. Um, yeah, like, four years ago, I was, um, I got into an incident, got stabbed up multiple times, mm-hmm. got beat up by a group of, so, hoodlums, basically. Yes, like, you know, I was with my cousin, picked up from Port Authority, mm-hmm. traveled from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. We went to um, 
where she lived at, we was going to go to her cousin's house. And on our way there, it was like a group of people like mm-hmm. in front of McDonald's, whatever. It was a Friday night, I believe, or mm-hmm. Saturday night going into Sunday. So, you mm-hmm. know, Saturday nights is, you know. Yeah. So I got um beat up and, and, and stabbed up mm-hmm. a few times. I didn't know that I really got stabbed up. I just couldn't breathe. It was not until after, like mm-hmm. when I was in the hospital and sedated mm-hmm. and everything. As I got up, I realized, like, you know, but I remember... Everything that happened. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you know, a lot of people, you know, when you're when you're in a situation like that, people are, are we're in a victim blaming society. I find, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are going to assume that, oh, well, he was probably a gang member or yeah. he was probably selling drugs, whatever. Yeah. But the truth behind the matter is, as you've told me, you're mm-hmm. actually walking your younger cousin home yes. because it was getting late, and yes. then unfortunately, for whatever reason, you were caught in the crossfire mm-hmm. of whatever instance was happening during that moment exactly um so you know to be in that situation you know did you ever ask yourself why you know it had to be you that were in that situation um well yes i did actually um i've real i've I've been told a lot that i draw a lot of attention Mm -hmm. from um shout out to my homie sleek from j music he was one of the first um person that told me tell me that we was actually um walking one time with with Redway, I'm sure mm-hmm. everybody's rest in peace, Redway. Rest, rest in peace. He came mm-hmm. to Brooklyn. Redway came to Brooklyn, and he came to visit. He was going by uh, um, my homie, no one's um, studio, mm-hmm. and he um, Sleek was like, "Yo, you, you draw a lot of attention to yourself, and you don't even know." I was walking mm-hmm. down the street, and he's mm-hmm. like, "It was late," and he he, he was kind of like cautious, you know. He was kind of str- he was street smart, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying? I don't feel like I had the street smart at that time. Mm-hmm. So walking late at that time, you mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying in that type of hood mm-hmm. and environment, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying like I kind of understood it. It's like I'm I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. I'm coming up. I'm up and coming. I was all, I was mixy, so to so to speak. Yeah. I was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then I, I after the incident, I I asked myself like. Would Jay Z be in that situation? Like, would mm-hmm. Jay Z being Canarsie at this time, just yeah. him and his cousin? Mm-hmm. No. So it changed my mindset. I realized that I'm an artist, and you know th- these things could happen. Mm-hmm. And like, what do you know if it was you that they're purposely going after, or they just like heard your name and said, "Oh, well, because he's an up and coming rapper, he's probably got money. Let's see if we can just jump him for his loot or something." Like, was it one of those situations? Yeah. Well. I, I heard stories. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't really want to get. I left that to like the the, the cops authorities and, and all yeah, that. Like yeah, to for find sure. all of that out. But yeah. um, I mean when, I mean it seemed like um random to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, but obviously like um you know. They probably knew who I was, or you know what I'm saying, like just yeah. just off of promoting and making music. Like yeah. I was told, a lot of people know me, and I don't know them. Mm-hmm. So you know. Me doing my thing and things like that happened, being so, like, right in the hood. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? absolutely. Yeah. So based on that experience, like, are you a bit more cautious as far as to, like, what your subject matter is going to be and your music going forward? Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. And I think a lot of people don't realize that about me. Mm-hmm. Like, they expect the same Brooks. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like I said, I was well, I was putting myself in, in, in situations where it's, like, I was, like, um, even music-wise, like, following the wrong company or, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, just, just everywhere, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, didn't question anything. Mm-hmm. But now I am more cautious. Like, when I go out, mm-hmm. um, I make sure um, if certain people not with me or around me, I'm not going to that event. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I peep things differently now than I wasn't before. I was just wild and loose. Yeah, yeah, of course, because you're young at the time, yes, right? You're young, you're wild, yes. you're free, you're, you're enjoying yourself, your music. You have the buzz populating around you, so like you're feeling good about yourself. Exactly. So, exactly. you know, with all that in mind, like, does the experience like this kind of humble you in a sense, quote-unquote? 
yes, it definitely does. Um, I, I remember a lot of well, a lot of people know the situation. Well, they know the overall, the end result. I got stabbed up, mm-hmm. right? Um, obviously, I almost didn't make it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't understand. Well, they don't know, so I can't really blame them. But yeah. here, I'm, I am to you know to to express that. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, I remember after after I got jumped and the whole stabbing, I I was searching for help. I was looking. I needed help. You know, yeah. I was trying to stop cars. Cars was passing, mm-hmm. and I remember running into like a a a, a, a dark block mm-hmm. and ringing the doorbells and started getting weak and. Um, long story short, I gave up on life, so yeah. to speak. You, you know, like I felt like, you know, this this was my purpose. I felt like me being the leader of my music team and everything, mm-hmm. I felt that it would have inspired um, everybody underneath me. Yeah. And they would have made it and helped my mom, helped my dad, helped yeah. my siblings, help everybody around me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I felt like I was going to have foundations, yeah. you know, like the of Brooks course. Foundation, like in memory of and yeah. all that. So I gave up. I remember about to like fall down on the pavement. I'm like, yo, I'm about to die right here. I said I actually said that to myself like I'm about to just die right here. Yeah. And shortly after I heard someone coming towards me and it kind of startled me. I didn't know I you know I couldn't trust anything. Mm-hmm. So I kind of jumped up and I, I, I like he was walking in the middle of the street and he was going to his car. He's like, "Yo, you good? You all right?" And I didn't trust him, you know. So mm-hmm. I just w- walked to the main road mm-hmm. and then I kind of like, you know, was more revived mm-hmm. and I always remember that moment. Mm-hmm. Like I gave up. But you know, I'm here. Yeah. So that was God saving me. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's not over yet. So, you know, I realized that that was my purpose. Like, my purpose is to actually make it. Do you remember it. who that person was that helped you out? No. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe when I get to a higher level, maybe he'll reach out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, say yeah. that I was him. But yeah. I remember he had, like, a bright sweater on. Mm-hmm. Like, either orange or yellow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I still kind of have the image in my head. Yeah, about like kind of heavy set, mm-hmm. brown skin. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, he was just asking me questions. I didn't trust him. He was like, yeah, yeah. I think he was like, "Yo, you want to ride to the hospital or something?" I was like, "Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, <laughs> the situation just happened." Like, exactly. Yeah, so. yeah, you don't want any more problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I found the help of myself. <laughs> exactly, man. So like, what was your response to you know the incident? After the fact, like, because I remember when I first heard about it, like, yeah. I heard about it through social media, yeah. and then it was your sister who actually messaged me privately to discuss okay. what happened. By the way, shout out to Sasha. Shout out to Sasha. She's on Facebook Live right uh, now. Of course. Shout out to on Facebook Live. Most definitely. So she put me onto it. Okay. And from my vantage point, I saw, like, an outcry of people who were just, like, you know, calling for your support and, you know, praying for your 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 well-being or what have you. So when you got, when you caught wind of that, like, once you came to, what was your reaction to all of that? Oh, man. Like, um. Uh, um, you know, when when I was in the hospital, like, I knew everything was going on. My eyes were closed while I was in the ambulance, and um, I knew what was going on. Like, I was aware. It's like, wow, I was like in the ambulance. Like, damn, did this really happen to me? Mm-hmm. So I remember getting lifted up from the ambulance. My eyes were closed, but you could. I felt the lights on my eyes and everything. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in the hospital, I just felt tired. I just felt, you know, like I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up, I just seen so many people, like my aunts, people I haven't seen, people I went to school with. Mm-hmm. Um, like shout out to like. Girls like Nicole and um and Kanika, mm-hmm. like people I haven't seen in so long, mm-hmm. like was just there, mm-hmm. and it's like like you heard about this, mm-hmm. like that's how I felt. I was like questioning that. Mm-hmm. I had a tube in my mouth at the time, so I couldn't really actually speak, but I was thinking yeah. in my head like, you heard about this? Like I didn't know that this and that. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um, that was the first moment that I had that feeling, mm-hmm. and then. When I went home, because they took my phone and my bag and everything I had with me that day, mm-hmm. that night. Yeah. 
So I was out, I was without a phone for a while. I had like an old iPod, so I was just like, just seeing so many people hitting me up. And like honestly, up to this day, I haven't even replied to all of those messages. Mm-hmm. Like to be honest with you, yeah, like Facebook messages. I'm sure there's been a ton. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry, Facebook. Yeah. Sorry for everybody, I appreciate it though. Yeah, just yeah. So much. One day I'll get back to you though, for real. Of course, of course. So you know, physically speaking, what was the, the rehabilitation process like for you? Um. Well. The long-term prognosis, which is what they told me, um, well, I had to get um, surgery. I had my gallbladder removed. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what a gallbladder was at the yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, everyone has one, and um, it helps your liver digest foods. Mm-hmm. So be- when you don't have it, it's harder for, your, for you to you know, mm-hmm. digest food, especially fatty food. So as of yeah. right now, I can't eat anything that's like fried and fatty. They gave me a long list of things. Yeah. Like, honestly, I haven't really been keeping up with it, to be honest with you. But I feel, I feel, I, when I don't, I feel the difference. Like, I, it's like, uh, it definitely has a physical effect. For sure, you know, yeah, because, yeah. Um, at the time, my right lung was punctured. Yeah. My liver was slightly damaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a tool to, to work on my breathing. Yeah. But, um... It took me a few months. I was, after a while, I started playing ball again. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, trying to get my strength. Um, I still, I'm still not a hundred percent with my the, my body. I, I do calisthenics in in mm-hmm. the house. Yeah, but I'm gonna go back into the gym. But as far as that, just my eating habits. Like I have to make sure I eat the right thing, like baked and nothing fried. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I have to use the bathroom like right away. Exactly. Not a great feeling. Yeah, especially, for sure. <laughs> especially in this in this field right now. You know. Like, exactly. I hear you. So like you know, fast forward now. You know, back to present day, man. Um, I see you. You post a lot of videos on social media about how you're actively keeping up with yourself and what have you, and you seem to have a very positive outlook on life. Yes. Um, normally, a lot of people would have somewhat of a negative aspect on life after going through like an event of that magnitude, mm-hmm. but you seem to be op- the seem to be the opposite. Yeah. So, what makes you have such a positive outlook on life even after such a horrific event such as this? Um, like. The story I just told you shortly about me, like that moment mm-hmm. when I was, that moment when I was saved, like mm-hmm. I gave up and I'm here. It's like, mm-hmm. wow. Like I had, um, I joined a basketball league recently and we lost um our, our first two games mm-hmm. and we have one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to them at our practice on Wednesday and I told them the story. They didn't know. Mm-hmm. I told them the story and I told them what I just told you as far as like um me still being alive mm-hmm. and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because... With with everything that's going on, it's like I, like no matter what I go through right now, because mm-hmm. a lot of stuff happened after that. I'm, I don't I'm I don't have the same friends that I had before around the time. Like relationships have been you know for different yeah. reasons. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm still here. I'm still alive. And some people don't take that to their advantage to know that you know I'm still living. Yeah. Because you sometimes it's, my my incident was dramatic. A lot of people go through situations that remind them that hey we're living. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why like uh, knowing um. My job is not done, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom is still in a situation where uh, where um, she's not 100% satisfied, and I'm not satisfied because she's not, and my dad, and, mm-hmm. you know, my siblings, and, you know, my wife, and everybody, my family, everybody who's around me. Yeah, yeah. So I just have a – it's like I'm forced to have a positive outlook because it's like, you know, mm-hmm. look – Look at what you, look at what you, look what happened. You yeah. know what I mean? And I have a reminder, like, I have the scars on my, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, every exactly. day when I wake up, you know. Uh, yeah, and the crazy thing is, like, you've already, like, I guess in your mind, you've, you already hit rock bottom at that point. So, yeah, 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 there's yeah. nowhere to go but up. So, why have a negative outlook when that, of all things, happens to you, you know? Yes, yes. So, it's definitely a good mindset to have, most definitely. Uh, we're going to get into a whole bunch of other stuff later on in the show. But okay. before we do that, 
We like to play some games here over at Cool Radio, oh, you know? Okay. So like, we right. like to get the people all in it. Okay. Shout out to the Facebook audience right now. Uh, we definitely like to get the people in it to enjoy themselves and all that good stuff. So, right. with that being said, the first game that we have is called uh, Cool or Uncool. So, we're going to get to it just like this. Okay, wow. Damn. I'm nervous. Ah, don't be nervous, nervous, bro. Don't be nervous, man. We got oh. some old school music playing in the background right now, man. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know how, how good you are on your old school hip hop, but right now we got uh, Diggable Planets playing... Uh, Cool like that, basically. So, of course, you got to play that on cool radio. Okay. Uh, with that being said, uh, here are the rules of the game. So, basically, I'm going to throw out, like, random scenarios to you, all right? And you're going to let me know if they're cool or uncool. Simple as that. All no right? problem. So, let's start off with the easy one real quick. Um, the New York Knicks. Cool or uncool? Cool. Cool? Okay. Uh, the funny thing about you, actually, is I've known you for so long, of course, and you've never... I've never really seen you be a fan of the New York Knicks, even though you're from Brooklyn and all that. So why is that? I'm, I'm curious. Ever since LeBron James came into the league, I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. I had to say it. Ever since 2003, like, my dad was a big fan. He put me on about him in high school. And, I mean, like, I, I still support. I know I know diehard New York Knicks fans. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, my cousins, my yeah. uncles, like, they go hard. So I, I still support them. Okay. Like, I still support them. So, okay. Yeah. And now that... The Nets are in Brooklyn. Do you feel as if people from Brooklyn have to be a bit more supportive of the Nets, or are they still kind of like you know Knicks till they die fans, basically? I know a lot of Knicks till I die fans okay. in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. I know a very few who you know yeah. Brooklyn. You know, you know what I mean. Like, uh-huh. it, I, I feel it depends because um, we're real like uh, I, I guess patriotic, so to speak. So yeah. when we do get far with anything in Brooklyn, it's like yes, because we look at it like our own planet. Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn is the most populous borough in. In, in New York, York in New yeah. York City, so it's like it's like our own little town. We have so many different areas. Yeah. So I guess not until like the success, I think is gonna be a lot of more bandwagoners. But yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people that I know that work in the Barclays. Yeah. That you know what I'm saying that live around there, so yeah. it's like nothing to them in a way. You yeah. know what I'm saying like. It's like it's, it feels like it's not even a team there sometimes. Gotcha. Well, it's gonna feel like that for the next few years because you know Mikhail Prokhorov spent too much oh. money on Pierce and Garnett. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, speaking of which, though, um, the Cavs on possibly uh, re- or repeating as champions next year. Cool or uncool? Cool. You think it's gonna happen? Even though you know yeah. KD is on Golden State now and all that stuff. I'm glad you brought this up. That's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I be talking about this all the time. I feel sorry for Javon because I be venting to her every night about yeah, yeah. all these situations. And she don't you know even care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, all right, babe. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so there, there are now. There, there. <laughs> but um, I feel that. I feel like it's just gonna. I feel they're gonna get caught up in the moment, just shooting all the time. I think in the regular season they're gonna do well, but when it comes to the strategy yeah. and actually, because like, I, I don't feel that team is different uh-huh. from back then. I feel that last year they had a better team yeah. overall. Yeah, now yeah. they just have more shooters, a bunch of shooters, and they could get to their heads, it especially could. the way that they play. Mm-hmm. Well, Kevin Durant, like the way that he plays, he's like yeah. like scoring mentality, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to be more overall. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll see how they do. It'll, it'll definitely be interesting. It definitely will. I think they're gonna be in the final. I think it's gonna be a rematch. Oh yeah, like, for oh, sure. The, the, that's already that's already predetermined. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not even a rematch. What the third time? That yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be a three P. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, like I don't think we. I can't remember the last time where we saw. I, like the two teams battle each other in the finals three years in a row. Yeah, yeah. We've seen back to backs, but yeah. we haven't seen back to back to back. Not in our lifetime, at yeah, least. Yeah. Maybe in like you know the sixties or seventies, yeah. whatever. But not in our lifetime, though. I don't yeah. think so. And and well, real quick, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Y'all Raptors fans killed me 
in the um, Eastern Conference semifinal. Uh, I went to the ball, <laughs> and I, we were the only Cavs fans. And I'm like, yo, oh, man. Yo, like, I tried to crazy. warn you. I tried was, to warn you, yeah. bro. Say, <laughs> like, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, yeah. Y'all are real loyal. That's great, though. That's yeah, great we gotta be. Yeah, we gotta definitely, be. Definitely. Speaking of which, man, real, real quick, um, Raptors' chances of possibly, you know, going back to the conference finals, cool or uncool? Because the East got better. Chance, uh, I, instinctively, I would say uncool. Okay. Uncool. I'll just be. Okay, I'm not yeah, mad at that. I'm not mad at that. The East did get better, I feel, so. Yeah, I feel like the Pacers and the Knicks. I'm, more, I'm not even worried about the Knicks. The Knicks is just like if there's a, if these if they got those the, guys the like Knicks, right? Yeah, the oh, Knicks. Okay, the yeah, okay, huh? yeah. If they got like Derrick Rose and Joe Kimno like five years ago, then I'd be worried, I, right? I, yeah. But like, I'm not worried. I'm more worried about the Celtics because like they got Al Horford now, and like mm. the system that they play in is very you know yeah uh very very pass friendly. I would say yeah, in, I, in that yeah, regard. So I agree. I'm young, more worried young, about very them. young and talented. Yeah. Yeah. Speed, yeah. Pacers. I don't know because they have a very ball dominant backcourt in Jeff T. And and Monte Ellis, I don't know how they're gonna coincide with one another because Monte Ellis didn't work out with Steph Curry back in Golden State, right? Mm-hmm. So that's true. We'll see. So, but you're, so you're you're saying like more um, who is it? You said uh. So the Celtics. Celtics, yeah. So you think the Celtics might be might make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, if the, Raptors, the Raptors don't, okay, if the okay, Raptors yeah, don't, yeah, then yeah. they'll be well, then they'll okay. be the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah, 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 all right. But anyways, we're gonna keep it moving. Uh, we okay. got another game. This game, okay. this <laughs> this is an interesting game right here, man. Um, so we're about to play this right now. This one is called "I'd Quit the Game." I think it's right here, actually. Every second, every minute, it's on you. It's on you. That she can get it. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> this one's going to be interesting. Oh, man. So, um, in an alternate universe, I want to be very clear on that. In an alternate universe, you know, so a universe that's parallel from here that doesn't exist, which is make-believe. Yes. Um, check, you check. are living the bachelor life, okay? Yes. So, you're wheeling, dealing, kiss, it's okay. dealing. It's okay. Javon's cool like that. <laughs> she cool we like that? Yeah, we she cool, cool like, like that. that. We good. Ah, we good. there you go. We there you go. That's why I want to hear. That's why I want to hear. Okay. Okay. So, Oh, yeah, you're wheeling, dealing, you're jet flying, limousine riding, and all that good stuff, <laughs> <Okay>. you know? <laughs> so, uh-huh. in every man and woman's life, you got to quit the game, you know? So, you got to settle down and have the uh, the white picket fence with the tire swing, apple pie cool on the windowsill, all that good stuff. <laughs> Very descriptive right there. <laughs> you got to be, man. got to be. got to have some detail to that. Uh-huh. So, if you had to quit the game for one of these two women... Who would you quit the game for? And mm-hmm. I feel like I already know your answer because I know you so well. Oh, man. Would you quit the game for Rihanna or Beyonce? Ooh. Ooh, that's a great one. Oh, man. It's on you. <laughs> it's funny because it's like, oh, man, like, I've changed a lot, especially after my incident like we spoke about. Okay. I think after my incident, I would say Beyonce. Okay. She's older, more mature. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um and before my incident, I would say Rihanna because I was wild and I, you know, yeah, what I'm yeah, saying you're like crazy. She's freaky and yeah. she shows it, and you know, what I'm saying like yeah. more out. Like if we want to speak as of right now, uh-huh. like right today. Um, see, I would figure you would go with Beyonce off the back. I remember back in high school, mm-hmm. you were crazy about Beyonce, man. Yeah, you yeah. you you fight for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I remember those days too. Um, uh-huh. yeah, I would I, I would lean more. The different, I think with, with Rihanna, it's like um, she has a Caribbean background, yeah, so that yeah. kind of helps out a of little course, bit. Of course, Because Rihanna wasn't the Rihanna that we know now back in the days when I like yeah, Beyonce. Yeah. But I definitely was, I, I think I was been so crazy for Beyonce because like a lot of people were more like Kelly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they felt like 
you know, Beyonce was trying too hard and all uh-huh. that other stuff. So yeah. yeah, but I would say right now I would uh, man, I'll say Beyonce. You know, I'll I'll Beyonce. Beyonce. I'll Beyonce. With the reluctance, but nonetheless, <laughs> it's yeah, a smart choice. It's really a smart choice. What Jeff- about you? Huh? What about oh, you? Oh, Beyonce. Ooh. I ain't got no time for Rihanna. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> any, any man that woman touches, like, turns into, like, dust afterwards. Mm. Man, look at Chris Brown right now, man. His career mm. ain't been the same since then. Oh, yeah? I'm just saying. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. You don't think so? You I, don't think Chris... Huh? You, you Chris Brown? You don't think he... Been the same? He ain't been the same, what? man. Okay. He he ain't been the same, man. He definitely ain't been the same. He's that's another story for another day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, coming through it. Yeah. Exactly. Nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, we got Brooks in the building, and we are about to go to commercial break. As we go to commercial break, we're about to play his latest single entitled "Dew," uh, produced by Visions. Visions in the building. Can you hear me? Yeah. I don't think so. We'll, we'll try to hook up the, the speakers into the next oh, okay, room okay, still. Okay, all right. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy. Maximum FM. Canada's home for hip hop. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the show, y'all. You're now tuned into the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. We just cooling out here with my man, Brooks, in the building. Brooks, say what's up to the people. What up, y'all? Yeah, yeah. And that was his uh, latest single, Do. Shout out to my so- supporters in the back who... Who tuned in right here in the back? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you already know. You already know. Word. The whole crew's out here still. Yeah. <laughs> now they can finally hear me. Y'all can hear me, right? Definitely, definitely, yo. Right. Big shout out to your DJ. What's your DJ's name again, man? Let D- the people know. Well, this is DJ Rad. He's a producer of Triple Beam Team Productions from Queens, New York. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have an actual um. He well, I have an actual producer back in Brooklyn who mm-hmm. you know his name is DJ Chuck, who's actually on Facebook Live right now. Word, word. Um, Inferno Sound. So. Yeah, those are the two that I work with. Okay, for sure, for sure. And yeah. then we got Visions in the background. Yes. We got Fred Sparks in the building Fred from, time, from time. You already know. <laughs> Spark this whole movement, baby. Uh-huh, definitely. <laughs> Take it back to ill skills days. Ill skills, baby. <laughs> Word, that's where it all began, man. I know, I know, right? All right, man. So let's take it to Trip Talk now. So that's three topics in three minutes. Man, we're going to bang out these topics. It's uh, the latest happening in uh, hip-hop, sports, pop culture, and all that. Okay. And basically, Jay, I'm just going to get your opinion on what's been happening so far. Basically, all right. All right. So, first topic on the deck, man. Um, the much hyped, must much anticipated debut of the new Netflix series Luke Cage came out today. Okay. So, for all the people who aren't aware of Luke Cage, Luke Cage is a super superhero from the Marvel universe that's based out in Harlem, New York, basically. Mm. Okay. So, basically, this guy's super. Well, he's a black guy, first of all. Let's just mention that. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's not too many black superheroes out here, minus Black Panther. You know, shouts to Black Panther. Okay. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, he is a black superhero from Harlem, and his superpower is basically super strong. Super strength and unbreakable skin. All right. So the show came out today and it's been laced out with like rave reviews. People are saying it's one of the best uh, Marvel series that's been put out yet. And basically, what I love about the, the series is the fact that there's uh, a lot of hip hop culture influence into it as far as the music, the setting goes. I mean, it's, it's set out in Harlem, right? So it's very, has a very uh, strong hip hop presence within it. So uh, when it comes to just mainstream television shows in general, whenever you get to see, you know, hip hop being represented, you know, what does that do for you as an active member of the hip hop community? Good question. Um, it's a great feeling mm-hmm. knowing that um, because like especially in in those environments in the hood, mm-hmm. you either like um go towards like sports, mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying like not a there's not a lot of mm-hmm. you know like business oriented people like focusing on um 
being a lawyer or a doctor. Yeah. So you're kind of criticized because of that. It's mm-hmm. like, why you? Why do you want to make music? Why do you want to be a rapper? Like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, even like towards my incident, it's like, oh, because you're a rapper. That's why that yeah. happened to you. Like, it could have happened to so anyone. <laughs> when 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 positive things happen like this, when it's like you could take your 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 music, good talent, your work to the next level. Yeah. Where it's like you could say like. Hey, I was on this show. Like my mm-hmm. music is being played in these. It's a great feeling. That's what I'm striving for. Exactly. Like, so yeah. It feels good to know that. Like this. Um. Like light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. It's yeah. like yo, I I I can make this happen for myself. Absolutely. And with hip hop being included into the show, it just shows you how transcendent of a culture hip hop can be. Actually, the cool thing about the show that I didn't know about until like a few days ago was that the name of each episode is the name of a song from Gangstar from back in the day. So Primo mm-hmm. and Guru. So I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of cameos in this in the show. So cameos from Faith Evans, uh, Ruff Al Sadiq, Method Man uh, made a little cameo appearance, whatever. So hip hop is well represented, yeah. and I just like the fact that you know Marvel is very progressive when it comes to their cast of characters. You know, going forward, I mean, Luke the Luke Cage character has been around since the '70s in the comic books, mm-hmm. but we haven't really seen a mainstream representation of him up until now. Mm-hmm. But I like what's been happening with the last couple of years of the whole of the whole you know being diverse as far as superheroes go because. You know, as a black kid growing up, mm-hmm. you know, you if you're if you're watching superhero cartoons, whatever, you know, you kind of get like laughed at or whatever, right? Yeah. Like some people might even say, "Oh, that's for the white kids," whatever. <laughs> but like everyone, like you can't tell me that you didn't watch like Batman or Superman or anything like yeah. that growing up. So th- yeah, the right. fact that you have like you know someone who kind of looks like you, you know, in that sense, you know, it's kind of refreshing to see, you know, mm-hmm. and because the mm-hmm. first. Black superhero that we got to see, you know, on camera was probably like Static Shock back in the day, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, from like WB and all that. Yeah. But now that we actually have guys like Luke Cage and like mm-hmm. Black Panther, who we saw in the Captain America movie earlier, I think it's a good representation, basically. And yeah. then like it'll just open up the doors for like more ideas to be brought to the forefront, in my opinion. Right, right, most definitely. So let's keep it moving now. Okay. Actually, um, so the latest in the whole game versus Meek Mill beef. This one's kind of interesting because um, I don't know if you saw it, Brooks, but uh, Game put out a video for his. Latest latest uh, disc called Pest Control, basically. Yeah. Uh, did you ever hear the track Pest Control? Yes, I did. Okay, cool. So, personally, I think he bodied Meek Mill in, in that record. And, like, uh-huh. Meek Mill has no business being in battle raps anymore because, he's to me, he's the worst battle rapper of all time. Like, how are you, like, 0-15 and, like, in peace <laughs> right now? Like, okay. he's looking like the Philadelphia 76ers from last season, mm. man. Like, all he does is take an L's right now. Mm. Like, they're freaking prescription pills. Damn. So, <laughs> for me, <laughs> I'm just I'm just being real right I now. So, basically, the video came out, and it's basically him. I think he's going around Philly just kind of clowning Meek and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and have you seen the video, actually, or no? I, I didn't see the full video yet, but I... He, I know he shot some in in um, East New York, I believe, in Pink Houses. Okay, and true. I know for a few people around the area. So I okay, think, yeah. so to me, you know, the the track was fire already. Do you think him making a video for it on top of it is like adding insult to injury? Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> All right. No, I I agree. I agree yeah. because like the track spoke for itself because he basically took Meek's track. And did a better job on it because yeah. to me, Meek had like what? He had like Beanie on there. He had that O'Melly guy or whatever. Yeah. He had like three or four people on the record and like he had a couple of good lines, I'll say. But yeah. like when it's a beef record, you, you have to go it alone. You got to yeah. do it yourself, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have allegations that uh, Beanie Siegel kind of wrote some of the songs for him. Mm-hmm. But I find that very hypocritical because wasn't the whole basis of his beef against Drake was the fact the that yeah. he, he he doesn't write his own stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Meek is just catching like major L's right now, and mm-hmm. he's just being a hypocrite in general. Mm-hmm. So like, do you feel as though he never should have started this beef to begin with? Um. Well... 
there's something you said that I want to um just clear up. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could be wrong, but I heard okay. that Beanie Siegel was helping O'Malley mm-hmm. with some lyrics, not not Meek. Okay, not Meek. Okay. Um. So yeah, he was helping that, but um. Yeah, but I, there was a situation that ended up. I heard Beanie Siegel got knocked out. They ended up yes. knocking him out and all that because of that. Um, but so the re- initial question was: Do you think that he? Do I think that he shouldn't have like, started the beef? Yeah, yeah, that's the initial question. Drake? Yeah. Um, I, I <laughs> it's funny because I just seen the interview um a few days ago with Beanie Siegel saying that he and from his point of view yes. he felt that Meek Mill like asked Nikki yeah about like you know. Did you, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. do anything with Drake and he didn't like the answer, so he, you know, came at him for that. So Exactly. Um I I think it was just more of a personal thing. I don't think like the way he did it, I could understand like the way that he did, I could understand like I support you, you didn't support me, you didn't tweet my album or whatever. But <laughs> I what, what I mean by that is like yeah. I'm not I don't necessarily agree with it, but yeah. I understand like what he's trying to say. But to me personally, I, that wouldn't like you know, yeah. like I'm not that type of person. I'm, I won't do something for you just so you do it back to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'll, I'll take notes or whatever. But I feel mm-hmm. like I had to be like some, you know, other, you know, issues with for like sure. the Nikki situation. Yeah, but. yeah. So and that's why I wanted to get into actually because there's a story that came out following the uh, the assault on Beanie Siegel at backstage yeah. at the at the Diddy concert. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that was somewhat based. Well, I think after after that he did the interview and then basically he was saying in his point of view that. The real beef started because of the fact, or not because of the fact, but like allegedly, I guess he had, you know, doing some pillow talk with Nikki, you know, one night. And he he asked her, you know, did you smash Drake? And then she gave him the answer that he didn't want to hear, which led it to be very emotional. Now, that's what we were all thinking initially when the beef first happened. Because Meek Mill is a very emotional person. I mean, we're talking about the same guy who got mad at Wale because Wale constructively criticized how he handled the whole Drake situation. And also when he didn't tweet out his picture or album cover from when the album came out, which to me is petty because you're on the same label in the first place anyway. So, you know, for me, it's just like... It's another case of him being petty, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was a real reason. It has to be because, let's be honest, like mm. I'm, I, th- I feel, I personally feel, Little Wayne had his way with Nicki. Like I, yeah. there's no way you can tell me that he did it, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Drake eventually got in there as well. Now, if they want to do that, that's totally fine. It's on them or whatever. But my thing is this: mm-hmm. that happened before Meek, if yes. it did happen. Yes. Yes. So there's no reason. Why Meek should be angry at that when he wasn't even involved with him in the first place? Unless if he was, like if we're missing something. But then again, she was with that safari cat or whatever, yeah. from what we somewhat know. Yeah. But either way, this whole situation does sound petty because a, you're beefing with, you're allegedly beefing with the guy because you know he smashed your girl before you were even dating her in the first place, mm-hmm. and also you're mad at the fact that you that you know, one of your idols growing up in Beanie Siegel revealed that he helped O'Malley write his lyrics and stuff like that. And let's say, you know, Meek Mill does write his own lyrics. His lyrics aren't even that good anyway. <laughs> so why why is this even an issue then? Like, all he does is scream and shout on a record. That doesn't make you the next DMX, you know. That's yeah. just my opinion. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, overall, mm-hmm. between Game and Meek Mill, mm-hmm. what's the score right now? Between the three tracks that we've heard right now, what's the score right now? Um, overall, I wouldn't... Real quick, I wouldn't really want to take sides. I mean, we got the industry head right here, DJ Rad. I don't know his relationship with any of these artists. I don't want to say the wrong thing. It's my chance to get in this game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But nah, um, I would I would say I would say the game is winning, especially because of the Beanie Siegel situation that happened with him knocking because knocking him out. Yeah, and yeah. Everything. Like it, it's more of a respect thing, like especially respecting your OG. Yeah. And things of that 
matter. Exactly. Like, I think it took it took a real blow on him. But at the end of the day, he's still like they're all they're all still making money, more money than I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. they're still. But I I think game is winning right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, all right then. All right then. And real quick, I mean, yeah, yeah. like I, I'm more I'm more towards I'm more I'm more towards the game. Yeah. Right now, because I heard the beef was squashed with fifty. That true? The, like, I you know what I saw a headline on that. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I think it's just all hearsay right now. I, I okay. don't know that for a fact. I don't okay. know that for a fact. I have to check my sources and I'm all gonna, that I'm good gonna, stuff. I'm gonna check my sources right now. Game in fifty, they cool now. Red, you, no, not, not yet. No? Not. All, right, all right, all right. <laughs> they all right. are okay. So, so, so we're saying yes. We're saying no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, okay. But um, yeah, you know, I'm a huge Fifty Cent fan. Well, well we already know yes. that. We know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, by the way, shout out to Dizzy and Rico for coming to the building Black right King now. Just walked in, <laughs> like, we're, we're on Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They just came for their checks. That's what <laughs> they came for. They're like, nah, Bruce got to pay me tonight. For real, for real. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? Game, you don't go against game. I'll, I'll say that. You can never go against game because game is arguably one of the best battle rappers of all time. Like, mm-hmm. this, in my opinion, he hasn't lost a battle yet. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy went against G Unit and, team, and beat every one of them. Mm-hmm. Even even Lloyd Banks and he's like the most lyrical one out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Like no one, no one really survived that. And if you look at all the careers of every member in G Unit, mm-hmm. with the exception of Fifty, who is relevant in G Unit right now? Mm-hmm. You know that says something. And the game left G Unit after the whole incident ten years ago, yeah. so that says a lot. Basically, even with even with Fifty, he's not really that relevant in terms of music anymore. Mm-hmm. He's more relevant mm-hmm. with the side hustles like the uh, power, like power with the the headphones and everything. By the way, Power is like one of the best series I, I've ever watched. Oh, I word. love it. Oh word, I, uh, I haven't really. You I haven't, haven't watched, watched it. I haven't watched it. What? What do you mean? What do you mean? What? Oh, no, don't do that. You ever watched this? Don't do that. Don't do love. Don't do that. I'm playing. Dude, you nah. and Javon need to have nah. like a Netflix and chill date one day. And um, then just we have a lot of those. It's so oh, much. Whoa! Much. Okay. So much. Okay. The thing is, I like we. <laughs> That's expected. That's expected, yo. <laughs> you funny man. That's expected though. But um, but yeah, we have a we 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 do a lot. Like we have a lot to watch. Oh, I just bet let you it do go a lot. through. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this, this is a late night, right? No, late you're night too easy. You're gonna get too easy. Right now. <laughs> it's late night right now. Okay, I feel you. Right, right, right. But yeah, no, like for real though, you yeah. need to watch Power. Like yeah, Power is a Power is a good series. Like it took me a while to get on it, but like it's actually a very good series. Yeah. Um. Don't compare it to Empire or anything like that. They're nothing like. Mm-hmm. Um, have you watched The Wire? Have you watched The Wire back? Yes, in- yes, okay. Yes. There's a few elements that they take from The Wire, but they make it their own thing. Okay, so yeah. I'll say you'll, you'll I mean, enjoy it. I've heard about it. I've seen a few things, but I haven't followed the story. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll like it. They just wrapped up their third season, basically. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of material to work with. But nonetheless, uh, it's time to get into another segment of the show, man. This right. one is entitled Flashback Friday, where we play the old school joint for the day. So with that being said, mm-hmm. let's get to that, shall we? All right. Got to play the little old school drop real right. quick, you know. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, let me know what you want to listen to for the Flashback Friday track of the day, man. And because we got Brooks in the building, it's only appropriate that we play someone from Brooklyn because it's only it's only appropriate. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I got to be hospitable to my guests, you know. Thank you. And, uh, no, a, no disrespect to Queens. No, yeah, no, no disrespect to Queens. Brooklyn, Queens. Yeah. Brooklyn, Queens, we, we right there. So it's the same of thing, course. right? 
<laughs> yo, yo, but yo, Queens is in the building though because you played Nas earlier in the show. I don't know, I don't know if you were listening, but we had to play that that okay. new record though, yeah, Nas yeah. album done, which is the best record on that DJ Khaled album mm-hmm. in my opinion because he just bodied it. Yeah. But nonetheless, we gotta get to this real this joint right here. This one is entitled "Breathe" from Fabulous. We all know this one, man. So let's get to that right now. And after the commercial break, we got the Wangster of the week. Oh, so keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Hey, uh, Uncle. Uncle, uh, this is Tix. Uh, right now, you're listening to Maximum FM. Uh, that's CAO. This is Tix all the way from Ghana. The only jokes I know how to do are jokes where I make fun of my own people, either the African people or the Jamaicans. But this is Tix doing my job for Maximum FM. That's CAO. Okay, Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuning to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. I still got my man, Brooks, in the building. Now, we are in the uh, overtime edition of Cool Radio, as I like to call it, when we kind of go over the 930 mark. But it's okay, because we're about to wrap things up. But before we do, you already know what friggin' time it is, man. With that being said, let's get to it. Who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Mm. Who has been crowned the captain of Coonery mm. this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wangster of the Week. 50. This week's Wangster of the Week goes to none other than a rapper with the most Wangster name I've heard in like the last five years. Wangster of the Week goes to a rapper who goes by the name of Thought King. Okay? Oh. Now, Thought King is getting the Wangster. Because he got sentenced to 15 years in prison for shooting child pornography. Now, here is how the story is followed. As per a report by HipHopDX.com, Eric Darrell Chavis, also known to the rap world as Thought King, was sentenced yesterday, September 27th, to 15 years in prison for making child pornography with his music videos. The 24-year-old Columbus rapper pleaded guilty in June to conspiracy to produce child pornography for directing and editing sexually explicit rap videos. He posted the videos to social media, YouTube, and at least one pornography site. Thought King was arrested last August after authorities were informed that his videos featured three underage girls. One of the victims was a 17-year-old girl who said she was featured in a video when she was 16. Now, the victim, who was now 19, spoke with the media outlets about her you know, engagement in the video and all that stuff like that. And she basically said that she participated in the shoot under the conditions that she wanted to take her clothes off. But she was later persuaded into doing just that. So basically, here's a statement from the girl. And obviously, she's going to be unidentified because of the fact that she was a minor when this took place. So here's what she said. And I quote, my son was two when that happened to me. I was so afraid my son was going to see that I tried to end my life. And she also said, I was a straight A student. I was going to school and I dropped out of school because of that. So, Chavis, or Thought King, whatever you want to call this loser, uh, he is going to be under court supervision for 10 years once he has completed his time in prison and he will have to register as a sex offender. All right. Time to get real real quick. Get real. I've always said that rappers have this, not all rappers, but some rappers have this propensity to snitch on themselves on record. 
They'll always say, I got guns, you know, I, I sell drugs and all that. And then five months later, they get arrested by the cops. And then you have a whole bunch of people saying free Weezy t-shirts or something like that. And they're all out here asking, well, why am I getting arrested for? Because you still show yourself on record, you dumbasses. Now, Thought King was not thinking when he was shooting, A, child pornography videos, and then, B, putting it on the largest video website in the world in YouTube. And he didn't think for a second that people are going to find out that these girls are underage. First of all, when you're in a music video, you have to sign a consent form basically saying that you are of age to be in this video and that anything that you do in this video it has already been sanctioned by the directors and the producers, et cetera, et cetera. So whether you're, you know, you're an Instagram model posing up in the video or you're an extra in the video, you have to sign a waiver basically. So his mistake well, first of all, the major mistake was he had an underage person in the video. But secondly, he probably didn't think to sign a minor into that contract, basically. So my point is this. To anyone who wants to shoot a music video, be smart about what you're doing. And secondly, don't be filming underage people in the video or, or else you're going to get caught. Now this guy's going to be somebody's booty bitch for the next 10 years in prison because of the fact that he was smart enough to ask a girl what your age is. And maybe he knew what the age was and he still wants to do it anyway because he wasn't thinking properly. But then again, he's the thought king. So of course he has to have, you know, girls who are probably impressionable in his videos. But nonetheless, now he's going to be the girl in a lot of other prison inmate videos as well. So what are we going to get now? You know, you know, bear, bareback hotel or something like jailhouse rock or something like that. Like who knows what's going to happen to this guy in prison. But all we know is that he is going to get his salad toss like it's an episode of Chef King. <laughs> Do I feel sorry for this guy? No, because that could have been somebody's little sister for all we know. But at the end of the day, he is going to be the victim in his own music video in prison, and no one's going to do anything about it. The guards are probably going to turn a left eye to it. And for all we know, he probably deserves it because at the end of the day, you just don't do that. Mm -hmm. You go on Instagram, you find girls for the age of 18 or over, and you film it that way. You could have done that. You're 24. You're 24. You can still kind of get an 18 or 19-year-old girl to do it. You know, if you want tips on that, just call up the guys from Brazzers and they'll tell you how to do it, all right? On that note, does Thought King, or Thought Peasant, I should say, deserve the wanks of the week? Of course! And on that note, we're dropping the wanks on him one more time, just like this. 50. Brooks, your thought on this real quick. My thought thoughts on, on it, real quick. I 100% agree with you. Uh huh. That's a violation right there. I have a little sister, mm -hmm. a younger sister, I should say. Um, I'm sure we have, we all have, you know, we have, you know, mothers, sisters, and yeah. you know, like female members in our family. So mm -hmm. that's especially for underage, like. Mm -hmm. And she had a kid around that time as well. That's very disappointing. That's just yeah. adding it to it. Especially you asked me about the questions about um, all the positive things uh, that's happening in hip hop. Like yeah. that's definitely yeah, that drags that, it down. Basically, yes, that's that's what I was talking about earlier when mm -hmm. we get criticized for why are you in this field. You yeah. should be this and that, and mm -hmm. you know, like it happened to me. Of course, you know what I'm saying it's like why did you choose that route? Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so. This 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 definitely doesn't help, but he deserves the winks of the week. Yeah, he yeah he just that and and more man. He's yeah. he's. 
he's gonna get in jail. I know yeah, he is, man. Yeah, like definitely. you, you just don't do that. You, you just all. don't do that. So whatever's coming his way, man, I have no remorse for the guy. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm heartless, like Davy Jones, man. I'm I, I could tell you went in. You went in. I had to. Yeah, I, I had no choice. In. I had no choice. Man's gonna get a salad tossed at a picnic or something, man. I'm sorry, he <laughs> did it to himself. But nonetheless, man, on to on to brighter things, man. Um, do you have any new music on the way, like as far as like projects or mixtapes or anything of the sort? Yes, um, Soulful Summer with Visions, Visions in the building, yeah, Soulful yeah. Summer coming up with him, um, some features by Sparks, mm-hmm. Fred Sparks, some features by Javon Monet, mm-hmm. um, <coughs> features by Existence, mm-hmm. part of the J Music Camp, um, mm-hmm. Rose, mm-hmm. Um, Sleek, who's in Arizona right now, so trying to work with um, artists on the team mm-hmm. and have a few others. Um, 16 and the 6 is my main project that I've been working on to kind of like um, summarize this whole year for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm planning on dropping that December 16th. I never really want like putting out dates mm-hmm. as of late actually. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. you know, things don't really go things as change. as planned. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I'm aiming for, 16 and the 6 EP. Okay. And I have a lot others. Like, we're working on project mm-hmm. club couple she's working on her project which mm-hmm. i'm helping out with and um a few other i have a few surprises mm-hmm. a few things i don't want to say too of much. course of course gotta keep it on the low though yeah definitely definitely all yeah. right and before you go man um who's the mvp this year in the nba <laughs> yeah i already know how i feel about that man <laughs> for this this upcoming season this upcoming season yeah who, who's who's the mvp this year I mean, you know, I'm a LeBron James fan. Of course, of course. Um, I, I just feel like he's not um, the the stage where he's at in his career. Yeah. I don't think he's like trying to get it, but yeah. he's my MVP. That's how I look at it. Like For the sure. most valuable player to his team, and yeah. if you look at all that, um, I think maybe Kevin Durant would have a great year because of mm-hmm. everything that's going on. He has to prove to everybody yeah. that you know, like I made the right decision. Mm-hmm. So he might go for it. I think he most likely he would get it. But yeah. LeBron James is always my MVP. Okay then. Yes. Okay. Then. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see, man. It's gonna be interesting, interesting to see most definitely. Um, I don't even know who it's gonna be, man. It's kind of up in the air yeah. as far as I'm concerned right now. All I know is that Westbrook is going to be Django Unchained this year. I don't think they'll get the number one seed in the West, of course, but I think they'll be a top five seed. That's a great point. I think they'll be number five, if anything. But nonetheless, man, uh, Brooks, I want to thank you for coming through. Thank you for having me. Um, you're welcome to come through anytime. You already no know. Problem. Just hit okay. me up and we'll make it happen. Okay. Uh, and for those listening, uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook, uh, Cool Radio. Follow us on Twitter, at Cool underscore Radio. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Cool underscore Radio. And subscribe to the SoundCloud to catch all the live, or not the live audio, but all the recorded audio, once again, at Cool underscore Radio. Uh, next week, uh, we will have another guest lineup for you guys. I'll keep it a secret for now but I'll get y'all to stay tuned until that time but for now we have to say goodbye and you already know how we do 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 I Oh, yo, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I have time to. You still got little, time. You still got time. I, I, I completely forgot about that. Can you I get, spit a little something for you? You can spit a little something, man. You can spit a little something. <laughs> yo, Sparks, you got my book? What you write for me, Sparks? <laughs> <laughs> spit a little something. Yeah, <laughs> 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 got, got the phone. phone. Don't right. kill me. Yeah, yeah. The floor is all yours, my friend. I bet. Um, let me see. Check it out. Um, they call me the kid JB, a survivor as well. Got stabbed up on the day the 9-30-12. I know the ones responsible arriving to hell, but I leave it in God's hands as I'm alive and I'm well. See, there's a few facts that I could privately tell. Keep it exclusive like I'm reporting live from a cell. Now I'm striving to sell music that would affect us all. Accept the call if I got to collect them all. That night I couldn't breathe like my neck was small. No time for me to leave, not a sector stall. Hands out like my opponent about to check the ball. Not just to avoid the hits, to protect the fall. 
But I didn't touch the pavement, thankfully. I ain't even feel it when they had the shank in me. But I felt the Lord give another chance to me. Felt like Heat fans when Ray Allen sank the three. I'm on a banking spree depositing funds Trying to change my dubs into positive ones Procrastinated on music, I get a lot of it done With no basic punch lines like hot as the sun I don't play with the p- word play It's not for the fun Either you got shot at or got shot with a gun Or rather in my case, stabbed with a knife I know I'm not the only one, but I'm glad for the life I think about my loved ones, my mom, dad, and my wife my siblings, fan friends, and music associates. Instead of running your lip, you should use it to blow a kiss. To show love, y'all rather be abusive and show a fist? How could we go exist? Not believing the flow exists, like handling the rock with no assists or throw and miss. So for this, I'm forever a threat. 930s, my 911, I would never forget. It's JB. Mm-hmm. There you go, ladies and uh-huh. gentlemen. The exclusive right there. What a way to close off Cool Radio. Jay, come through any time and spit all that hot stuff for you uh, whenever you want to, man. And as you already know, ladies and gentlemen, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace.